Hi, Juliet here with a quick message before this episode starts. Everything you need to be more strategic amid the busyness of the school term is contained in the 170 plus episodes of this podcast. But sometimes you can get there a bit faster with some personalised help. I host a termly online workshop specifically designed to help the support staff within schools to make the shift from being reactive to strategic. Our next workshop is coming up soon and we're going to be reflecting on how things have gone this academic year and strategising for the academic year to come so that you can confidently prioritise your workload, overcome the obstacles that are holding you back and redirect your time and focus onto your priorities. At the end of the session, I promise you're going to be feeling more energised, ready to hit the ground running with a clear plan of action. This term's workshop is going to be run on Thursday the 16th of May, and you can find out more and book your place at www.consultjuliet.co.uk slash plan. I hope to see you there. Now, let's launch into this episode. Welcome to the Independent School Podcast. This is the place for senior school leaders to discover innovative ideas and actionable tips that are going to help to strengthen their school's income streams and secure its future. My name's Juliette Corbett and I'm a consultant, speaker and facilitator specialising in independent schools. So thanks for joining me today and let's get started on this week's episode. Hello and welcome to this fourth strategy toolkit. This is one of five episodes I'm publishing across this summer, helping independent schools to be more strategic in their response to the COVID-19 crisis. So one of the things I've spoken about quite a bit so far is strategic thinking skills. And I've spoken about how it's really important in a fast changing environment with high levels of uncertainty that we have solid strategic thinking skills embedded within our senior leadership teams and across the school. The reason for this is it then allows you to respond much more quickly and strategically as the situation changes around you. So there are many definitions for strategic thinking, but the way that I think about it is having five key areas, five ways of thinking about a problem, which when combined result in a much more strategic approach to that problem. So today we're going to run through those five different key areas of strategic thinking. And what you can do is use this to structure either some team sessions or your own individual thinking for a couple of times to do it really proactively using this structure. And then it helps to build a habit, which then means you're building your strategic thinking skills over time. Okay, so let's run through these five different areas. Now, I'm going to try and make them really solid, really real for you by giving examples. But I do think something like this is always going to sound a little bit abstract until you actually try and do it for yourself. So please, at the end of this episode, get out a piece of paper, start jotting down your thoughts around these five different areas for a particular challenge that you're facing at the moment. And that will start to make it much more real for you. Okay, so the first type of thinking is systems thinking. Now, systems thinking is all about visualising your organisation, so your school and its external environment as an interconnected web of people, of teams and of processes. 
So if you hold in mind the problem that you're trying to solve more strategically and jot down on a piece of paper all of the different people or processes which are impacted in some way by the problem that you're trying to solve. When you write them down, think about the cause and effect relationships between each of those groups of people. So for example, to give a real example, it might be that your independent school has decided it needs to consider increasing the number of pupils in each class in order to make the school more financially sustainable going forwards. Now, if that's something that you're considering before making that decision, you really need to think strategically about all of the different knock-on effects it might have. So if you jot down on a piece of paper the different teams of people and the different processes that might be affected by that decision, you can start to plot out what that effect might be. So clearly on the processes involved in income generation within your school, there's a clear advantage. You'll have more pupils in the school and so there's higher fee income and so that's beneficial to the school. That's the the reason you're considering this option in the first place. By thinking through the cause and effect on the teaching staff, you're starting to think through both the educational impact of this decision, but also the logistical impact of the way that classrooms are set up and the way that you're delivering education. So thinking through the impact on the teachers will help you to think through the impact of this particular potential decision you could make. When you then think through different teams, you think through the catering team, the maintenance team, the finance team. Think through from a departmental point of view, what would be the impact on each of those groups of people of increasing pupil numbers, both positive and negative? And think through how that web of interconnected cause and effect relationships is starting to unfold on your piece of paper. You also want to think about processes as well as the individual teams that might be closely linked to a specific team. So, for example, the catering processes are very closely linked to the catering team or they might be quite general. It might be that you may need to think about the impact on timetabling, which obviously is going to be a process that runs across the support staff who are creating the timetable and the teaching staff who are delivering it. It's just another way of making sure you've captured all of the different cause and effect of that particular decision. So that's systems thinking. It's thinking about cause and effect through people, teams and processes. The second is very similar. It's called directional thinking. And it just adds the additional element of time. There may be parts of your decision which are going to have an impact in the short, medium or long term. So for that particular example, it could be that you have opportunities to either increase pupil numbers in every class simultaneously, in which case time has very little impact because you're doing everything over one time frame. It might be you're going to increase slowly the number of pupils across all of your year groups, but that will take place over a number of years. Or it could be that you're going to increase pupil numbers at the lower end of your school in terms of age group, and let that work through the school slowly over time as those pupils get older through your school. The third element of strategic thinking is creative thinking. Now, there has been a huge amount of research into this, and I don't have time to get into all of the detail in this episode. But creative thinking is all about searching for novel solutions or fresh perspectives on the problem that you're trying to solve. It's about thinking outside the box. It's about not constraining your thinking. And it's about making connections from other sectors and other experiences that you have 
and bringing those into your school work in order to create a novel way of thinking about something. You can just Google creative thinking exercises and you will find hundreds of web pages that can give you some guidance on this area. So those are the first three elements of strategic thinking, systems thinking, directional thinking and creative thinking. Now, the final two kind of come as a pair. And this isn't so much about the way that you're thinking as the way that you're structuring the process that you go through. So I often think about these as two stages as well as two different methods of thinking. The first stage is divergent thinking. So this is where you go through a stage of creating as many solutions to the problem that you're solving as possible without judging them. You're recording those solutions by jotting them down and you're making sure that you're not holding back even the crazy ideas that you know are never going to work. Jot them down because they help to break you out of the standard assumptions that we all have in the way that we operate day to day. They help you to think more creatively and outside the box. So divergent thinking is particularly useful when it's done with a team. You're getting different viewpoints, especially if your team has different experiences or perhaps a cross-departmental team. You're looking for as many viewpoints as possible to create as many ideas, solutions, opportunities to solve this particular problem as possible. That's stage one, divergent thinking. And then the stage two is your convergent thinking. So this is when you start to pull everything together in order to solve your problem. So you might shortlist some of the promising solutions that you've come up with. You might reflect on whether you can combine some of these ideas or improve them by further discussing them. And you might want to analyse a couple of alternatives in order to make your final decision, which you're going to move forwards with. So those are your five different elements of strategic thinking. So you can use the divergent and convergent thinking to structure the process. And you can use the systems, directional and creative thinking to really visualise an interconnected web of creative ideas which you can consider going forwards. So as I said at the beginning, that may sound a little abstract. Just put it into practice. Give it a go. Do it as a team, do it as an individual, go through each of those five steps and see how it helps to unlock your strategic thinking potential. Now, there's notes for all of that on my website so that you can use it to go through with your team. If you go to www.consultjuliet.co.uk slash 015. So that's the episode notes for this week's episode. So you can see the five different thinking skills there. If you're interested in exploring this a little bit further, I always incorporate this into all of my strategy development sessions and strategic response discussions that I'm doing with heads and fundraisers at the moment. You can get in touch with me via the link on the episode notes as well. And also in those notes, you might be interested in downloading my Rethinking Strategy in Independent Schools research report. So I conducted this research last year, so pre-COVID-19, but it has a whole host of best practice recommendations that still hold with regard to strategy development and also developing a culture of strategic thinking in your school. Also linked from the episode notes are links to my strategy briefing videos. So this includes a whole host of topics that I just didn't have time to cover during these podcasts, including things like using strategy to focus on your goals on a day-to-day basis. 
Great, so do check out the episode notes. Let me know if you need any other help and I look forward to talking to you again next week. Bye then. So that's it for today and thanks for listening to the Independent School Podcast. If you want to make sure that you don't miss out on future episodes, you can sign up for my newsletter at www.consultjuliet.co.uk slash sign up. There you can also explore the various ways that I help independent schools to strengthen their income streams and secure their future. Fantastic. See you next time then.